0: This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty fantasy football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same. Helping you build the ultimate dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price each week year round for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. everybody. Welcome back to the station. Welcome back to the channel. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. Wow. Wow. What a weekend of college football, y'all. It's the best sport on the face of the earth. College football all day, every day for me. If I can only watch one sport for the remainder of my life, give me college football, the atmosphere, the true rivalries. There are true rivalries in college with teams that just hate each other's guts. And we saw that with Michigan versus Ohio State and the chaos that ensued from this loss by the Buckeyes. There, there, there are just so many storylines inside of every college matchup. And this one was no different from the head coaches taking shots at each other before the game, the players in the tunnel, like getting into it with each other and just they just do not like one another, and you saw that in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I have to start off by apologizing to the state of Michigan, to Michigan Wolverine fans, to Jim Harbaugh, to, to everybody. And listen, I got the Michigan helmet over here now. I want to keep it. He gave it away. I got to wait till we get some new ones in to replace it, but I want to keep it because Jim Harbaugh probably just a masterful coaching job this season. This was a team that I said Harbaugh does the least with the most – And he's absolutely just turned this thing around and they deserve that dub yesterday. You know, you're watching that game and it's just evident to me across all football levels, controlling the line of scrimmage, whether that's from your offensive line to your defensive line. If you can control the line of scrimmage and out physical your opponent on both sides of the ball, you will have a great chance to win no matter how many talented all-world skill position players another team has in Michigan punched Ohio State in the mouth and this is the first time in a very long time that i can remember Ohio State not having just a superstar or multiple superstars on defense and from the from the d-line their linebackers their secondary uh, they they could not handle the physicality of Michigan. The play calling was on point. They did exactly what they needed to do in order to get C.J. Stroud off his game, which was cause havoc, wreak havoc, cause pressure. And I'm just telling you, I know that a defensive player ain't going to win the Heisman. I mean, when Ndamukong Sue, absolutely. For those of y'all that remember, his performance versus Texas in, a, in the 9 Big 12 title game Versus Colt McCoy in that Texas Longhorns offense it was probably one of the single best defensive performances you will ever see. And he didn't win the Heisman. I think he came in like third in the Heisman voting that year. Just absolutely took over that game from an interior defensive lineman position, D tackle. And Dominican Sue wreaked havoc on UT that entire game. A few years later, we saw Tyron Matthew. Uh, He was a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. He didn't win it. Aiden Hutchinson is the best player in college football. I love Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, Kyle Hamilton is dope. Uh, Bryce Young, Matt. Aiden Hutchinson is the best player in college football. Set a single-season Michigan record for sacks. Had three sacks in this game. He's playing with another first-rounder opposite of him, David, David Ojabo. But Aiden Hutchinson is a freak. And there's a very real possibility uh, that he could be the number one overall pick for for whomever ends up with that, whether that's befitting. If it's the Lions, they can't pass him up. If, if Detroit gets the number one overall pick, they've got to select Aiden Hutchinson. His jersey would sell out immediately, and whoever gets Kevon Thibodeau after that, is just, uh, that's just a steal because he's a damn freak in nature, and I think he suffers – from the, the, the Pac-12 after dark. No one stays up to watch Oregon, Oregon State. You get to see Kayvon Thibodeau on Oregon on national TV a couple of times a year when Aiden Hutchinson in Michigan is in your face damn near every Saturday. But his dominance, uh, there, there's a play where he just absolutely rocks the left tackle. I, I don't know who he is. I know a lot of people say J.J. Uh, watt. It's probably easy to do that. He's a white defensive end from the Big Ten. But he's got some Watt. He's got some Miles Garrett. He's got... I mean, he's just a Max Crosby. He's just a physical freak at defensive end, and he made his presence felt early and often. You know, you talk about that offensive front for Michigan. Hassan Haskins, a converted linebacker, went out there and dropped a buck 70 in five damn touchdowns on Ohio State, and they couldn't do anything. 28 carries. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, Blake Horm, the, the talented sophomore running back eligible in 2023, had a bum ankle. He ripped off a 55-yarder and finished with 87 yards. Cade McNamara, all they needed Cade to do was not fuck it up, and he didn't fuck it up. He threw an interception in the red zone uh, yesterday, bad, bad throw, great defensive play, but he only threw the ball 19 times, 159 yards. That was the formula for them to win, and I was just so impressed with this Michigan Wolverines team. Now they cannot – don't let – don't let up. Keep your foot on the gas. Go ahead and bury Iowa so we can see you in the college football playoffs. Uh, that's it for Ohio State. They will not be a part of the Final Four. Uh, this loss was a tough one uh, for the Buckeyes. And, you know, one more time, real quick with Michigan, three potential first-rounders with two locks, I believe, and Dax Hill, the safety, Daxton Hill. I think he's the second-best safety in this class behind Kyle Hamilton. Um, he's probably going to have a shot to go back into the first round in the 2022 NFL Draft. Just a great job, great coaching job, great scheme, great philosophy. Michigan Wolverines, hat off to you. Kudos to the job that y'all have done. And Ohio State, you know, you want to look at the quarterback, right? Everybody wants to start with C.J. Stroud. And I think there were some times, and one of my good good friends, Eric Crocker, uh, talked about C.J. Stroud was out there just throwing the ball with his eyes closed, and the receivers were bailing him out. CJ Stroud is going to be a really, really good quarterback, and his maturation and development from week one to week thirteen has been nothing short of incredible. Going into this game, he was the front runner to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, I, I think that's a wrap for CJ Stroud after this. Even though his final box score numbers—34 for 49, 394, two touchdowns—he uh, did not play bad at all. I mean, if it wasn't for Stroud, I don't think they would have been in this game. Um, the way that they were, but he still's got he still has growth and development to to do, which is a good thing because he's already damn good. And I think next year, him and Jackson Smith and Jigba with Travion Henderson, the best three headed monster of an offense in college football. Like you, you want to put CJ Stroud as the front runner from the Heisman, fine. Travion Henderson, fine. I, I think they're going to be right there in the national championship picture next season. Do not blame this loss on CJ Stroud. If anything, it was the offensive front. The offensive front and the defensive front from Ohio State could do nothing, nothing with Michigan. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I've been saying it for weeks. He's the best wide receiver that he's the best wide receiver prospect on that team. I think he's a better prospect than Wilson. He's a better prospect than Olave. He's eligible in 2023, and right now it's a race between him and LSU wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte for wide receiver one in the 2023 class. Still not really sure what happened to Boutte. Was it an Achilles? Was it an ankle? No one's saying anything. I don't know. But Jackson Smith and Ball 11 for 127, and probably one of the best receptions that you will ever see reaching behind the defender to, to catch that pass on like 3rd and 12, 3rd and 18. Incredible. Garrett Wilson showing his acrobatic catches once again, he's probably going to be the first wide receiver off of the board in the 2022 NFL draft. And Chris Olave, just Mr. Smooth, smooth operator, 7 for 88. Again, the issue was they could not control the front. Outside of a long-run From Travion Henderson, I believe, in the first or second quarter, he was bottled up. 74 rushing yards for Henderson. They didn't get him involved uh, as much as, as I thought they would on the ground. I thought it was going to be a heavy dose of Henderson. The weather conditions were bad, but they had to air it out because they got behind. You did see Henderson display why I think he's the best running back in college football. Another five receptions, 54 yards on the season. This true freshman on the season. 150 attempts right at 1,100 yards, 1,098 yards, 14 touchdowns on the ground, and then 18 receptions, 231 yards, and three TDs. Best running back in college football, in my opinion, Trevion Henderson. And by the time he's draft eligible, 2024 probably will go down as the best running back in Ohio State's history. He's that good. I know Maurice Claret, Archie Griffin, uh, Eddie George, Ezekiel Elliott, they've had some great ones in their time. All of them think that he can be the best that's ever stepped foot in an Ohio State uniform. Uh, He's just incredible. Uh, Don't blame this on C.J. Stroud. Michigan was just a better team today. Michigan was just a better team on that day, and they deserved that win. It was an incredible matchup of just dominance and power. Love what they did. Aiden Hutchinson, Hassan Haskins, stock up. C.J. Stroud, I'm even going to give him a stock up. Even though he didn't play his best game, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have even been anywhere close to winning this matchup. Which leads me to, let's just talk about Georgia real quick. I I just want to talk about Georgia real quick. 45 to nothing over Georgia Tech. It was never a doubt. Stetson Bennett, another four touchdowns. Brock Bowers, three receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns for this stud freshman tight end with blazing speed. Georgia's dominant. Defensively, offensively, they are the team to beat. They are. I, I, I don't think anybody's beating Georgia. Nobody. They are dominant, dominant, dominant team. Easy win versus Georgia Tech. Some other quick news and notes from around the college football world. Cincinnati got a dub. Desmond Ritter, 300 passing yards, two touchdowns, another two interceptions. My only issue with Desmond Ritter is the accuracy. Notre Dame beat down Stanford. Oregon beat Oregon State. My USC Trojans took another L. LSU beat Texas A&M. At home in Death Valley in Ed O'Dron's final game. Baylor, the number eight team in the country, took down Texas Tech. Texas Tech had a chance to tie it, missed a field goal at the end. But Baylor, number eight team in the country, quietly. Oklahoma took another L. This is why you don't pick Oklahoma. I said it to start the year. No matter what the expectations are for Oklahoma, They will lose a game or two that they have no business losing. Oklahoma State uh, beat them 33 to 37. Spencer Sanders went off. DJU another week just looking. I don't know. I don't know. I get a lot of people talk about the offensive coordinator and Tony Elliott. It just doesn't look that good to me. I know he's got all the tools. Another 99 yards an interception. Will Shipley is a stud. He's going to be a monster. This 2024. running back class with Donovan Edwards, Trevion Henderson, Will Shipley, Devin Neal. There are some damn good running backs in college football. Some true freshman running backs. It's going to be fun to watch these guys mature throughout their college career. Let's get to the game of the, I think this, the final quarter plus overtime made up for how putrid the first three quarters were. Uh, Alabama versus Auburn. Alabama wins 24 to 22, four overtimes. Uh, this game was a brutal watch to start. I mean, in the same principles and philosophy applies that we talked about with Michigan-Ohio State, controlling the offensive lines, that, controlling the line, the trenches is where you win and lose games. And the defensive lines, the defenses on both sides of the ball came to play. Auburn's defense came to play. Their defensive line absolutely dominated Alabama's offensive line And Roger McCreary, at cornerback, had the seatbelt on John Mechie and the Alabama receivers for three and a half quarters of the game. Seatbelt, strapped in, locked up. Alabama's defense, phenomenal job. I mean, Will Anderson, the defensive line, uh, the secondary, they came to play. The offenses did not come to play early until it mattered. I believe at one point... It was like 18 possessions and 15 punts between these two teams. Alabama had been shut out up until the fourth quarter. They had zero points. And as I'm watching this game, all I could think is, damn, how good of a run did Nick Saban have going from Hurts to Dua to Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. Uh, just incredible, incredible high-end NFL talent. That would make up for any of those deficiencies. And as I'm watching Alabama, all I can think is they lack playmakers. And that's crazy to think because it's Alabama. Their best player offensively outside of Bryce Young is Jamison Williams, to transfer from Ohio State. He was ejected in the second quarter because Nick Saban loves to have his starting wide receivers on punt coverage team. Uh, he had a targeting call. He hits the, the damn return man, targets him, hits him in the head. He's thrown out of the game. And they seem like that, like it It took all the air out of the tires for Alabama. I mean, Mechie couldn't get open. Uh, Billings, I mean, there was nobody else. Ja'Cory Brooks didn't know what the hell he was doing early on. But when it mattered, they turned it on. I, I just cannot talk about how good of a Heisman winning moment Bryce Young had. Now, I don't think Bryce Young is the best player in college football. I, I wholeheartedly believe that's Aiden Hutchinson. But when they got the ball in the fourth quarter and had to drive down the field 98 yards with a couple of minutes left on the clock, I said, there's no way. There's no way they're going to get this done. And damn it, Bryce Young got it done. And that's coming off of, you know, leading up to that. Alabama in range for a field goal. Damn, uh, Paul, Tyson Paul, whatever his name is, the backup quarterback, muffs the snap. They, they miss on the field goal. Fourth and two, shotgun formation. Bryce Young takes the shotgun snap and mishandles it. He sacked. You know, turnover on downs. Fourth and two. Brian Robinson's hurt. They've got Trey Sanders in the game. Trey Sanders can't pick up the, the first down on the third third down swing play. Then he gets stuffed on fourth down. I mean, just Alabama did everything possible to lose this game, and Auburn just didn't want it. Auburn just did not want it. And when Bryce Young got the ball. I said every, the world was like we're going to see what this young man has and he methodically converted fourth downs converted third downs drove the ball down the field throws a strike to Jacory Brooks Brooks in the end zone beautiful ball placement hell of a catch by Brooks to tie well to get them within an extra point of a tie 9 to 10 in the fourth quarter and I'm on the airplane watching and me and this other family of Alabama fans, we're just high fiving each other on the plane, because it was just that was his Heisman moment. And right now, he is the front runner to win the Heisman Trophy. Just listen, I, I this is not the same Alabama team as is in past years, but I think they will be very good down the line. Auburn should have won this damn game. Auburn, what are you doing? Close him out. Finish it. And I know a lot of people are going to look at the play where Tank Bigsby on second down ran out of bounds. It's a young player making a young player mistake. He picked up like eight yards on the play. All he had to do was get down. If he gets down, I don't think Alabama has enough time on the clock to move the ball downfield. But that's college, man. That's what happens in the college football world. Alabama marches it down the field. Bryce Young was surgical. His pocket awareness, his presence, Russell Wilson-esque for Bryce Young. They they score, they hit the extra point, tie it up, going to overtime. And then it's the back-and-forth battle in overtime. And ultimately, that Alabama defense made plays when it needed to. And then Bryce Young hits John Mechie on a fantastic whip route to score the game. They seal it. Alabama wins 24-22. Bryce Young finishes the game 25 for 51, 317, two touchdowns. Uh, Brian Robinson, 71 rushing yards. Trey Sanders 23, uh, Mechie 150 yards, had the best game of his career, 13 receptions. It was the defense. Will Anderson is a stud. We talk about Aiden Hutchinson. Will Anderson's going to be a first-round pick, just a dominant force off the edge in the run game, and he can get off, uh, get after the quarterback. This is what you wanted to see. This was what you want to see out of a young quarterback who I think is well-positioned to be one of the top-rated quarterbacks in the 2023 class. I'm not going to make the same mistake that I did with DJU and Spencer Rattler and proclaim him the number one overall pick. I'm not going to do any of that. We'll let let next season play out. But just an incredible, incredible uh, job by Alabama coming back to make it happen in that matchup versus, versus Auburn. Where does this leave Alabama? Well, They've got to unfortunately run up against Georgia next week. And I don't think they'll win. I don't if, if Auburn's defense caused these type of problems for Alabama, I, I do not think they're going to have enough to get it done versus Georgia in that defense. And you know, their defense is gonna have a, a, a test as well against Stetson Bennett, Brock Bowers, Jermaine Burton, and company. Uh, you know, Stetson Bennett probably hasn't faced a defense like this either. So let's not get it twisted that Georgia's just going to run through them offensively. But that defense, led by Jordan J- Davis, uh, N'Kobe Dean, the secondary defenders that they have, this is this should be a very winnable matchup for Georgia. And the question is, if Alabama loses, do they still get in the college football playoff with two losses? I think even more so now than ever, it does set up for them, especially if they can keep it tight versus Georgia to make their way in the college football playoff. Um, Bryce Young probably going to win the Heisman. Best player in the country is Aiden Hutchinson. Just love, love college football. And if you're a fan of college fantasy football, if you're a fan of the Devi, the C2C, Dynasty rookie drafts, you've got to be tapped into these final couple of weeks of the college football season. Make sure you're tapped in because this is where players start to build that steam a la Trey Sermon, the end of last season. We're going to start to get more and more names that pop at the end of the year. Got to give a shout-out to Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks dominant once again for Arkansas. But just a fantastic weekend of college football. I do think Bryce Young wins the Heisman Trophy. If I had to make some guesses, I think Jamison Williams is going to win the Bolidnikoff. Aiden Hutchinson win the Bednarik Award for the best defensive player. Uh, Tyler Lindenbaum is going to win the Remington Award for the best offensive lineman. Kenny Pickett. We're going to win the Davey O'Brien Award for the best quarterback in the country. Uh, this has just been a fantastic season of college football in this past weekend. Just shows why we, I, people at Prospect Talk, love college football so damn much. I appreciate you tapping in to this college football recap. Dynasty trade shows, mock draft Monday, film breakdowns, film reviews, everything to keep you ahead of your league mates in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Appreciate you tapping in. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe, like the content, but I'm out of this thing. See y'all later. Peace. Check it out. NFL football is finally back, baby, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Cowboys tickets or Rams tickets or Cardinals tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are.